Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, a registered dietitian and weight loss coach that knows exactly how to help you lose weight while having fun. Each week, I'll give it to you real by breaking down exactly what you need to do to lose your first 10 pounds and actually start seeing results. I've gained and lost 20 pounds on my own and now help hundreds of women around the world look and feel like their hottest damn self by following my proven framework. Welcome back to another episode of the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I am here with Shannon. And let me tell you a little bit about Shannon. Okay, guys. She is the busiest woman I may have ever met, guys. She is in medical school. She's a boss babe, going to be a doctor. I mean, come on, guys. Um, This is totally epic. And Shannon also had not only really struggled with not just the confidence piece with like... She wasn't necessarily overweight, quote unquote, but she wasn't feeling confident in her body. And so we're going to chat with you guys today all about finding your most confident self, especially if, you know, it's even if your weight is at a quote unquote normal place, like it doesn't mean that you can't want to improve your body composition or want to feel more confident in your body. Um, But we're also going to chat through, you know, with her crazy schedule, you know, how to fit this in because we're all booked and busy, as I like to say. Um, And Shannon is living proof of that, but you can literally fit this into your lifestyle and not having time is not an excuse to be quite honest. Um, But anyway, without further ado, well, Welcome, Shannon. Hey, Lauren. Thanks for having me on. I'm so pumped. Oh my God. Did I miss anything from that fun little intro? I feel like there's so much more to you, but that was just what came to mind. That pretty much sums it up. I guess we could add into the mix former dietetics major, former... Yeah. Uh, I forgot that. Right. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I graduated with a degree in nutrition from undergrad, so... Yeah. So basically you guys are getting two for the price of one today. Um, not, I, I like to say also after you go through anything TSN related, you become so knowledgeable on nutrition, but Shannon was, and I'm so glad you brought this up too. Like Shannon was so knowledgeable of nutrition before she decided to work with me. And I think there's a big misconception when it comes to like knowing a lot that like, you should just be able to figure this shit out on your own, right? Like, oh, it's so easy. I know so much. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm the expert. I should be able to be at like my most confident weight and, and feel the best about how to feel my body. What would you say to people that have that mindset that may have felt similar to you? Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I definitely um, had so many conflicting thoughts in my head and knew so many different methods that worked or quote unquote worked. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was always trying to fight different ways to go about my weight loss in my head. And so um, I knew too much about calories and macros and things like that. So it just became overwhelming at a certain point where I needed to go back to square one and talk to an expert who's outside of myself and who is even obviously more of an expert than I am and get, get like a third party perspective so that everything's not just in my own head and get that professional piece of advice of like, this is what works. Like, let's just take it back to square one. Yeah. And it's so interesting. I think, especially in the field of like personal training, right? Like I feel like personal trainers, it's so normal to have someone else training you. And like, there's no stigma around it, but I'm actually realizing this as I speak right now, like in the world of nutrition, it's like not 
not that it's not normal, but like, especially if you have a knowledge on nutrition, it's almost like a pride thing where it's like, I don't need help, right? I don't need a coach because I understand what calories and macros are. And I understand how weight loss works and it's less calories, but it's like, that still doesn't mean that you couldn't benefit if you're, you know, feel like you're running in the same place constantly, not making progress. Like obviously some shit's not clicking, right? So I don't know why there's kind of a stigma around getting help in nutrition. Totally. People don't want to be seen as, well, for me, it was like maybe a little bit of getting over my self pride about, oh, I know how to do this. Like I've done it before and realizing it's okay that sometimes you're hearing too much conflicting evidence and research and you don't know you're frozen in place. And I feel like a lot of people have trouble admitting that they know what to do. So many people know what to do. They know not to like, they know to watch their portions and moderation, but that's all very vague. It's so vague. Oh my God. It's so vague. And that's why like on the internet and oh my God, Shannon, I didn't ask you this before, but we're going to need you to come back on and we're going to definitely have to talk about intuitive eating. I I have a solo podcast episode. I have um, planned, especially to release in 2021. I'm so pumped for it. Um, But I would love to have you back on too, to talk about this. I think in the world of nutrition, like there's so much vague information on the internet and it's really freaking confusing, but the information that might be vague for someone and might work for someone might be completely the opposite type of information you need to be able to achieve your goals. Right. And that's why I'm bringing up intuitive eating because, you know, just eating when you're hungry may work for some people, but for other people, you may need a goddamn plan and times and exact portion sizes to follow. And who's to say that's wrong. Right. Exactly. I think that the world is kind of in the media, especially going towards, which I'm all about, like positive, like body positivity, self-love and acceptance at every size. That is totally, I'm about it. That's amazing. There's also the piece though, that what, who's, you're kind of shaming the other way too. When you say that, oh, you shouldn't be trying to look a certain way or we dress a certain way. People get tattoos, like people make their houses. Yeah. Like Like, what's wrong with, if you want your house to look a certain way or whatever, what's wrong with wanting your body to look and feel a certain way. And, and even aside from the health piece, which was also really important for me, it's like, I just don't see why people need to feel demonized now for just wanting to, to lose weight in a healthy way and, and feel good about how their body looks and feels. Yeah. And I mentioned this when I was introducing you, and I know we've chatted about this before as someone, and I never like to classify anyone. TSN is accepting of any single person, any single goal, whatever it is, but especially for my clients, very similar to you that aren't in a quote unquote overweight category for medical health purposes. There's no reason why Shannon, you had to change your weight. Right. But talk to me about, and especially you, you know, being in, gone through dietetics nutrition school, right. And studying that. And then also now being a future physician in the medical field, how does that, how did that impact you? Because I know for medical reasons, there was no necessity for weight loss, right. But your weight also doesn't define your health and your confidence, which I think are equally as important, especially at TSN. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, For me, at least, I, so I was previously at a lower weight, like, um, like a few years ago. And then I 
found out very recently that I had severe hypothyroidism. So the weight just piled on for me like 20 pounds in a couple months. And then it was always a struggle to get it off. And during those couple months, did anything change with your diet or exercise? Or did you just feel like, okay, as soon as this diagnosis diagnosis happened, you just gained weight? It was like, I didn't know that I had it. And they said that I probably had it for years. So they, it was, I, I, I knew something was wrong, but it was also a matter of in those two years that I was gaining weight, it was kind of like, all right, well, I switched to a desk job. And I, you know, I was in college before where I was working out all the time and walking all over the place. And then I switched to a sedentary desk job and things like that. And then like I was working in the ER and my habits were, my eating habits were like, oh, I'll just fast like everyone else all day. And don't get into hospital eating habits. That is definitely a whole other episode. Hot mess express. Yeah. Like you will sometimes wait 12 hours to eat and then just eat a huge meal after the shit because you're just so enthralled with what's going on. But um, for me, even though I wasn't like clinically overweight or anything like that, I noticed that this is just me personally. The more body fat I have, the more my... PMS symptoms. I feel my PMS symptoms even yeah. more. Um, just the extra estrogen that you carry on you. So when you have more body fat, um, it's associated with having higher levels of estrogen. And I felt that I just had, I don't know how to explain it. Like my periods are just so much better. Mm. And my PMS is so much better now that I'm at a lower body fat. Yeah. And aside from that, like like the health piece aside, which to me is probably the most important. Um, I also just feel good in my body that like when I take a picture at any angle, I just feel more comfortable now. I just feel like more of my authentic self. Yeah. And I think that that's okay. I don't think that there's anything think, wrong with that. Yeah. And I don't think you have to justify wanting to look hot, sexy, whatever way. Not and, and those are just words I choose personally, but you know, whatever confidence means to you. I think in 2021, like I, I want no women to have no woman to have to justify wanting to look good. Like I think that is something that has such a stigma. And I feel like over the past few years, like, it's like, you're, you're conceited if you want to look better. And it's like, no, like you feeling good for yourself. Like real talk. My husband was like, Lauren, like you have such motivation to like do your hair and get dressed up every day. And I'm like, yes, you know, I'm on social media. Yes. I'm on video a lot of the time, but like real talk, I do this shit for me. I do this days when I'm not on camera and it's like, you have to do it for you. Right. At the end of the day, you have to do it for you. Exactly. That that was my thoughts all throughout this process because a lot of people in my life were confused as to why I would want to lose weight yeah. because I wasn't I didn't look unhealthy and my weight was fine. And it wasn't it, even about the weight, like it was exactly. about how you looked and felt. Exactly. And yeah, exactly. And um like you said, I was doing it for me. If I thought about everything that everyone else wanted me to do, where would I be? I wouldn't Literally, be, you would be, you'd be damned if you do damned, if you don't like trying to do things for other people. And let me tell you, like in the world of social media, like if I did things for other people and the nasty messages I got, I would literally be in a ball in a, in a room with the door closed. Right. Because everyone has a goddamn opinion, but at the end of the day, how you feel about yourself is, you know, if you died tomorrow, that's all that freaking matters. Exactly. You got to do it for yourself. Like people, other people aren't living for you. You don't need to live for other people. Who's to say why that the way that you want to do things is 
the wrong way or or unnecessary. So it's like, you have to put blinders on and just like, be really authentic to you. Right. And it's, I feel like that's not really a conversation we have with weight loss and body composition change. Um, but I think it's so relevant if you're not at a heavier weight and people are not understanding about why you would want to care more about your diet and nutrition. Um, and I think there's just many reasons why we, we may want to be healthier. And, you know, also at the end of the day, you could be your lowest weight or whatever damn weight you are. But if your habits are not in an alignment with what makes you feel your best, that's going to manifest into you not feeling good in many ways, including the body composition piece, right? Like it it affects so many aspects of things. Like I work out to obviously maintain my body composition and be healthy, but at the same time, it's also to maintain feeling good and your mental health and all these other things. Right. Yes, definitely. Um, And something else that I was, that I noticed along my journey was that I didn't, I didn't feel the need to tell anyone because I didn't want, I didn't want anyone's opinions. I didn't want to hear the reasons why I'm being unnecessary for wanting to lose weight. Like if someone wants to gain weight to feel better about themselves, like let them gain weight to feel better about themselves. If someone wants to lose weight to feel better about themselves, let them lose weight, like leave other people's opinions out of your journey. Yeah. Looking back, well, actually we haven't even talked about like the diets you've been on before, but knowing your education and background in nutrition and full disclosure to everyone listening to this podcast. Um, if you don't know, now you're going to know to become a registered dietitian, you have actually have to go to school to become a dietitian. It's not like taking some online certification. So Although Shannon didn't pursue the RD credential and um, she didn't, she's not like a practicing dietitian. She went to school and has all the knowledge and education that's required to become licensed in you know, the United States and practice, right? And she's in medical school now becoming a physician. Um, but with, with all that education and background, what kind of diets as you know, someone that was going to be a dietitian, what kind of diets did you try? I always love asking this question to other professionals. Oh my God. Oh God. Did I open a can of worms? (laughs) So I think that we all in college, a lot of us got this message about for everyone, eat this many calories, a thousand calories or whatever it was. And it wasn't specifically tailored to you, but you just knew the more I exercise and the less I eat, the more weight I lose. And I feel like in college, I did a lot of that where maybe one day if I went out with my friends and I had drinks and pizza and went over my calories, then whatever calories I assigned for myself, um, then the next day I might go drastically lower. Like I might just decompensate. Yeah. Yeah. Skip a meal or something like that. And that wasn't sustainable. It worked, but it's not sustainable at all. Like I gained weight after that. Um, so it's just not sustainable. Um, and I, I also was always just focusing on one day of eating instead of, I love where you're going with this. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of focusing on the weekly calories, which I'm sure that we'll get into. Um, and then I also tried, so after college, after I wasn't walking around as much and all of that, I tried keto <laughs> for a couple months, like maybe a month or two. And I gained even more weight on keto because I have to interrupt. Yes. As a 
potential future nutrition professional, right? I feel like we're so taught anti-keto and there's a time and a place for it. But for weight loss, I feel like there's such a big divide and really on social media right now, I'm just throwing out numbers. 90% of dietitians, I feel like if you ask them about keto on social media, they're like so anti, won't even engage in the conversation. Talk to me about trying a diet like that, knowing your background. Yeah. And that's where the all the conflicting information comes mm-hmm. in, right? Because I can read the research papers that are published and I can see that, oh, that like, like, you know, whatever, you know, the research behind these things, but it, it, that doesn't mean that it's going to fit your day-to-day life. Like mm-hmm. cutting out carbs for me, it, in theory, maybe I would have dropped weight if I did everything to a T that I was supposed to, but instead I would feel so deprived of the carbs that then on the weekends or whatever, I would like go crazy on them. So it's, it's not about the diets themselves so much, but it's about it working with your lifestyle. You could lose weight on any diet that you tried because you'd be in a calorie deficit in theory, but it just depends. What are you doing after the diet? What are you doing in the in-between moments? Is this sustainable for your lifestyle? And for most people, diets, actual diets, don't, they just don't work with a normal lifestyle. How are you going to keep, and I'm not like keto does work for some people and it It does. And that's why if y'all are listening to this and like, you think I'm just like, so anti-keto. Cause yeah, like sometimes I shit on diets and call them out for what it is. And at the core, like you have to eat less calories than what you burn. So if you like a low carb diet, like go you girlfriend, but like, there are times and places like my babe's doing orange theory five days a week. And you're burning so many calories doing high intensity interval training where your primary fuel source in your body is carbs. No, I'm not going to be recommending keto to you. Right. And that's where like, I think we're so quick to just like cast judgment, right? Sort of like what we were talking about before. Like, it's like, we're always casting judgment on what other people's choices are, but like, we we're never asking the question of like, what's your lifestyle like? And like, how are you going to stick to this forever? And that's why, I mean, keto does get a bad rap. I'm not a big fan of it, but you know, it can fucking work. Excuse my French. Absolutely. It can, it can work for some people. It's just that for a lot of people, cutting out carbs isn't realistic. And if it works for you, that's great. I'm not talking down anyone who enjoys keto everyone is free to eat how they want and it was just that for me things like that weren't going to work i needed a more balanced approach that i could fit into any social situation any holiday i didn't want to feel like i was missing out on life just in the name of wanting to look and feel better cuz for me personally that wasn't a sustainable approach yeah yeah and i have to bring this up too so For those of you that don't know Shannon personally, like me, Shannon, I'm going to come out and say it. Shannon is a short fit babe. Shannon is not like six foot, like, like she works out and she's really great at it. Um, we will even talk about that too, but Shannon is on the shorter side of things. How did your height also impact this? Because I know with calories, right? Like, you know, everyone's told a thousand, 1200, like these numbers that are like so perpetuated online and like, yeah, like some of my clients do eat 1200 calories and it's not me depriving them. It's like, that feels good for them. There's a lot of stigma around that. Right. Um, and with, you know, very varying opinions online, depending on what kind of chat forums you're in and stuff, but how did your height play into this weight loss journey for you? Because your height is on the shorter side. Yes, it is. I'm five <laughs> two. Um, so for me, um, so first of all, it's kind of a double-edged sword because sure. I realized that um, 
that for for other people who were in the group, they and they were taller. Our, our group program. Yeah, yeah, our group yeah. program. So, so for everyone listening to this as well, Shannon was in my Chloe group. And so there were lots of different women, of course, with TSN, you know, many different women's height, size, shape, you know, age, even um, there's many different types of women. And so for Shannon, she was 5'2 on the shorter side of things. Um, kind of just knowing that conversation coming in. Yes, yes. So um, women in the group were might've been taller or more active or whatever. So I would, um, so, you know, what worked for me. So initially we started out, you, you put me on 1300 to 1500. And, and what um, were you eating before? Cause you were tracking your calories. I, I was, but I wasn't, I was very loosely tracking my calories, <laughs> which can sometimes be a mistake that some right. women have, right. When like you're tracking you're like, I'm hitting 1200, but then it's like, you're not tracking other days. So it's like, are you really hitting 1200? Just wanted to put that yeah, out there, ladies. Exactly. My average would probably have been maybe like 17 or 1800, um, prior to being on the program, uh, more recently, not in my past. Yeah. So being short, I realized that, um, you know, my calories were going to be lower at the same time. It was in a way being short was a pro because, um, five pounds of weight loss for me would be like 10 for someone (laughs) who's a taller height. So it's like, I needed to lose less weight to see results than maybe other people did. But at the same time, my calorie needs are just naturally lower. It's not about a deprivation thing. It's not about restricting myself. My calorie needs for the day are just genuinely lower because I'm short. So I don't have as much body movement going on. Like I don't have as much mass to maintain as someone who's taller. So I, so for me, so we started out 1300 to 1500 and then I personally was like ending up on the higher end of that, which is okay. I just wasn't seeing as much progress as I would have liked to. Yeah. In terms of not just weight loss, but also like Shannon came in wanting to lose around five to 10 pounds, like very open to that end number, like not, you know, attached to just that one number of her success, but like she wanted to feel and look amazing. And so we came into this whole conversation, like, you know, you don't have a lot of weight to lose about five to 10 pounds. If that, um, and most importantly, like this is about losing body fat and really transforming how you look, because that's more of the aesthetic goals that you're looking for. So even with that, Shannon was seeing a little bit of weight loss, but it was definitely slower, you know, some weeks, like honestly, just kind of maintaining. Um, but then also like we noticed some physical changes and you felt a little bit better and like, you felt great on a plan, but like still not like exactly where you wanted to be. Then what happened next? Exactly. So then, um, and also I'm like kind of, I'm, I'm not fully sedentary. Um, but I am studying for, I'm at my computer for like 12 hours a day. So yeah, if you guys don't know med school, (laughs) you didn't study a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then with the pandemic, I wasn't really able to go to a gym. So all my workouts were at home. So they were just less caliber, yeah. not as intense. So I really wasn't burning that many calories and everyone's calorie needs are completely different. Our groups was like all over the place and change. Some people's needed to change. And, yeah. that's okay. and this was during the pandemic too. So like navigating like gym closures, like literally last week in Boston, the gym's closed. So, you know, now I just ordered weights online. So I'm like, I like really need a solid game plan because this is like a true reality up here. Um, and that can be so hard, but so anyway, you were at 13, 1500, um, oh, yeah. 
five two started around like 120 and then not seeing as much aesthetic results as we wanted what then changed what did we do so then we talked about it and and we had an open conversation about what it would feel like to go a little bit lower on um both sides like my upper limit and my lower limit go 100 play with 100 calories lower to shift the range from 1200 to 1400 which for me my height is works for me. I'm not hungry. I'm not deprived for someone who's really tall and really physically active. They're not going to be on, on, they're going to have more room for more calories. They're going to be hungrier and that's fine. It's about what is fits your height, your goals, your own personal yeah. goals. And also something I, I feel so compelled to talk about with you here is in the nutrition field, there is a post that goes all around on the internet. And I'm not anti this post, but I think it's a very misleading. The post says 1200 calories is the requirement of a toddler. When I see this post, I cringe because that isn't helping women like you that you know do feel shame if they're eating lower. But I want to just give you guys some facts here. I'm not saying everyone should eat 1200 calories. In fact, there's a lot of people out there where I'm like, you're eating way too low and I increase their calories, right? But at the core, to say that every single person has a base limit of 1200 and that's a requirement, there are studies like literal research study that shows the average, you know, resting metabolic rate of a female could be between 1000 and 1400 calories a day. Let me repeat that, 1000 to 1400, right? So especially with hypothyroidism, which does lower your resting metabolic rate, being short, being less active, a calorie range of 1200 while you're trying to pursue your aesthetic goals and build muscle and, you know, do all these things. Yes, it is on the lower end, but you have to understand the person, right? So that's why working with a dietitian and also understanding these complexities of nutrition, you can't just make the statement, okay, if you eat 1200 calories, you're disordered, you're messed up, you're effing up your metabolism, you're doing all these things. You're not understanding the person. It's a bold statement that pisses me off. I totally agree. And I have also seen that, um, that sentiment going around and it's, it's looking at it from a lens of non-fact-based information. Like it's not mm. evidence-based, it's yeah. fear-based and it's, it's taking it fear-based. I'm so glad you yeah. said that it is. And I didn't even realize that because yeah, it could be so low for people, but it also could be appropriate for people. And in my experience, you know, over the years, and I'm sure you feel the same too, I mean, I, I've calculated calorie needs for, I don't want to throw out numbers, but you know, a lot of people, right. I I'd say in the thousands, honestly, at this point. And in my experience working with so many women, I see these estimation equations, get it wrong. I use them. They're based on science, but you can't just go off estimation equations because I, I genuinely, you know, have clients track their calories and they've never dieted before. And their maintenance is, is maybe 500 calories off, you know, in, in a drastic example than where it's supposed to be at. And so they're scared to drop lower, but it's not like we're going below your resting metabolic rate. It's that the estimation equation was wrong. Yeah. It's, it's the kind of thing where it's like, I've gone to dietitians in the past and, um, like in, in the beginning of college and, and the end of high school. And, um, they were telling me to eat 1800 calories. Like that was what they were giving to everyone. It was a, and then what were you tracking before they gave that recommendation? I 
was, well, I was just kind of, I don't know if I was tracking anything. Like I was just kind of trying to eat healthy and trying to, you know, but then they had me on this meal plan first of all, with all of these foods that I would never eat. And then also it, it would be like cereal for breakfast, which is fine if you want to eat cereal for breakfast. But like, it was these meal plans that first of all, I don't want to follow a, a, a meal plan. Like yeah, I, I literally eat- hate meal plans. I give them to you guys, yeah. but like, I literally hate meal plans. <laughs> no. Yeah. They're, they're fine for a lot of people love them and really benefit them from them. But for me, that's, that doesn't work with my lifestyle. So I didn't want to be on a meal plan. And then for them to just give out oh, women should be on 1800 calories a day. And to hand me that, why is that healthy? And I'm, I'm not, I'm not like, I have so much respect for dietitians and, yeah, and, me too. and what they were trying to do. Like, it's not about me talking down on them and, and their knowledge. It's not that yeah. it's more just like, well, why is it healthy for someone to tell me to just eat 1800 calories when they don't know my situation. Right. And they're just kind of handing out this generic meal plan because I'm a a female and on 1800 calories, I'm going to keep gaining weight like that. Like, so you'd rather me be gaining weight on this 1800 calorie diet than have me on a lower amount of calories that works for my body. I'm not hungry you also have hypothyroidism too. Exactly. Which, yes, I, and, and at the core, guys, you know, if this isn't evident to you, I don't want you under eating and screwing up things as well, right? Under eating is a big issue. I help women stop under eating, but I think there's just so much stigma on going lower on your calories. Yeah. And full disclosure, Shannon kind of wanted to go lower at first, and we started her off a little bit higher. We broke even more like 1300, 1500. Let's see how you do. Let's see where you're at. She was maintaining on that amount with hypothyroidism, not being active during coronavirus. So, so, you know, yeah, we dropped our calories lower. Is that me saying, Shannon, you have to eat 1200 calories for the rest of your, of your life? No, but that also isn't me saying that going to 1200 calories was Shannon depriving her body and causing a whole shit storm of, you know, health problems that wasn't happening. Exactly. We talked about it and, and we talked about it from the lens of, well, are you going to feel restricted at this level? Like yeah. that's the worst thing that you can do is restrict and deprive your body. Just mentally, that is like the worst thing. Physically, it's the worst thing. So you really wanted to make sure that I wasn't doing something that was going to work against me and not for me, but with, because you were there and to support me, it didn't feel like a restriction. Like I, I never felt restricted and it felt like it was a choice that we came to together and was, um, could have been easily changed at any point. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's such a perfect segue into something else I wanted to chat with you about um, as we were wrapping up the episode about like after your time in this program and how maintenance was so important to you of like not just losing weight like you've done before, but like truly keeping it off this time around, um, maintaining your aesthetic goals, maintaining your confidence. Um, Shannon literally went from, I, I forget the exact weight, but she skipped over the 118s, ended up getting to 117 and had all the, had all this progress even after the program ended. So with the holidays, and she did all this during the holiday season, guys, um, and we're recording this, you know, the week of Christmas, um, it was going to air a little bit later. But what would you say to women with like this whole maintenance conversation of like, you know, you're putting in the work now. And, you know, sometimes you may not get to your end goal in like three months, right? In a coaching program, you still make progress, but you're not like done with your journey yet, right? What would you say to those women? Because you've done this even after our time, you know, checking in every week ended. So what would you say to them? Um, it was definitely a transition to 
leave the program and not have that, um, that accountability every week that you know, you're going to have in that. Well, Lauren, you're always there, like on Instagram, like I can always reach out and get and and see your posts and have it. God forbid if your diet becomes a burning house, hot mess express, like you could have reached out to me. I'm always here. Right. And, you know, especially for, for women that have done like my coaching programs too. And for you guys listening to this, like the membership provides the support and accountability as well, um, which is a fabulous place. But, um, Yes, your diet was not a burning building. Like you were, you were good. It was more about like, how can you really make sure this is a lifestyle? Because as much as I want to be with you guys every step of the way, like I want you to be good on your own too. Exactly. That was a big component to it is getting that independence back and, and taking the tools that you learn from the program. And, um, I think that the biggest thing that's allowed me to not just maintain, but to lose after the program has been keeping the framework in mind of it's the weekly averages that matter the most. And that it's not, there's at least for me personally, there's too much pressure when everything hinges on one day. Like today you have to eat 1200 tomorrow. You it's have like to- too much pressure. And yeah. if you're like me, like I don't have OCD, but like I'm a perfectionist. Like I perseverate on things. I want to do it. Perfect. Like do like having your day be so like, like your day determines your results. It puts so much unnecessary pressure on you. And if it doesn't go as planned, you feel like an ass. Exactly. That was too much for me. And that's what wasn't working for me before in college. And so then now I had the resources to see, and even being in that dietetics nutrition world, I never thought about it in this way. Like what you taught us is that the weekly averages matter. Like you could eat, I can maybe one day I'm out having fun, having drinks, having, you know, fun foods, yummy foods. And I end up having like, no 2000 calories or whatever. And that's, or I end up doubling my, what I'm, you know, supposed to be in the range for that is totally fine because it's going to average out with the rest of the week and I'm going to be fine. And maybe one week I'll maintain, but maybe and. And then the other weeks I'll lose. And I'm, yeah, and there'll be more weight loss weeks versus maintenance weeks, right? Exactly. So I'm not looking at the holidays as, oh my God, how am I going to lose weight on Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and Valentine's Day? Like, how am I going to lose weight in these times? And then you end up gaining weight because you were trying so hard to restrict yourself. So instead, I'm kind of seeing as if I maintain over Christmas and Thanksgiving, that's a win. Like, yeah. And other- how many rest of the days of the year, how many weeks exactly. of the year besides these two weeks for you to pursue your aesthetic goals, right? And you're actually going to get to them a hell of a lot quicker than if like you're living every day, like, okay, if I don't hit these numbers in my fitness pile, today was a failure. No, like no meal is a failure. It's a learning opportunity to figure out why the F you, you weren't in a good place for it. Exactly. I've never in this program and since then have not restricted a single thing. I've not missed a single event. I've not missed a single dinner. I've not, you know, been like, Oh, I can't eat there. or I can't eat that. I have not had a single, I can't have that other drink. Like there's not been a single instance where I've been like, Oh no, I can't. Cause I'm trying to lose weight. Like it hasn't been like that. No one knew. No, no one knew. Oh my God. That's so epic. Like that's I was so able to just seamlessly fit this into my lifestyle without 
anyone knowing. And the only thing they knew was that, Oh, you look great. Like what, what have you been doing? Like, it looks like you lost some weight. And I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, just like watching what I eat. Like, but like no one knew, like I'm eating, you know, empanadas and, you know, wine and cake. Like I'm making cakes and pies. Like it's fine. And I'm enjoying it. Yeah. What a better way to end off the episode. So epic, Shannon. Um, I'm smiling because I'm just so happy for you and seeing your transformation has been so epic. Um, But thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, And like I said, we got to get you back on to go even deeper into this intuitive eating stuff. Like, I think there's no better person to do this episode with. I would love to be back on anytime. Thank you for having me, Lauren. I love it, Shannon. Um, We'll chat soon. Good luck with studying. I'm glad you have some time off um, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Last but not least, babes, I have officially opened up spots for January for TSN Small Group Coaching. My next group is going to be my Lizzo babes. I name all of my groups after celebrities because celebrities are just so fun. Love social media, love pop culture. Um, But if you're looking for more support on setting your calories, having the accountability and support system going into the new year, um, cannot believe 2020 is over. Thank goodness. Um, But if you're really looking to get the support so you can really figure out what is the right amount of food and portion sizes you should be eating and have an overall game plan. This program is definitely for you. Um, You can click the show link below and you can be able to apply for coaching. Also click the link in my bio at sorority.nutritionist on Instagram and um, we can book a call to chat. So babes, that is all I have for today's episode. If you love today's show and what we chatted about on here, please do me a favor and take a hot minute to leave a review on iTunes and share this episode with a friend. The way the Sorority Nutritionist podcast has grown and TSN has been able to help even more women has been from women like you sharing their experience, listening to the podcast, how it's transformed your life most importantly, by getting other women to actually take a listen to it as well. By leaving a review, I really, really freaking thank you. I'm going to be corny AF from the bottom of my heart because you are straight up helping me help more women just like yourself, just like you and I, so they can lose weight while having fun and do it in a balanced way instead of following crazy fat diets you find on the internet. So Please take a moment and leave a review. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend. And most importantly, I cannot wait until next week, another episode drops. See you then, babes.